Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. I'm Ben. And we're here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and random happenings from around the world of sports. Well, Ben, we start off with baseball. So much to say, but I don't know where to start. I'll start. You just want to, you want to start? Yeah, I want to start. All right, go ahead. They, they, so, so the MLPPA has has offered an 89 game schedule rejected. It was rejected before it really even was officially submitted. They rejected that before they even before they probably even saw the paperwork. Much like the one before, yeah, that the MLB presented to the MLPA was rejected before it was even officially. When, when the, the word got out about that one, that was rejected too. So realistically, the, these offers are being rejected before they even get officially in front of the other party. So at, at this point, it's literally just one side here is an offer coming from the other side. Correct. We're going to reject it. Correct. Okay, then they counter it on the other side before they even see it. Oh, we're going to reject it. Correct. So, and then they're going to counter it with something else, which will get rejected. Why that's interesting, Manfred has stated today, or uh, I'm sorry, not today, yesterday, during the draft. By the way, Chris, the draft was going on. Oh, that's good. I didn't know about it until I get an alert. All 17 people who watched, I'm sure, were really excited about it. So he said he guarantees a 2020 season. Oh, really? Guarantees Guarantees. it, Chris. He guarantees it. There is a date in his head. Now, if that day comes, even if they have to accept the deal that was agreed upon March 26th. That was already rejected. Well, it was accepted, but, but the, the owners want to rework it because it's, there's language in it that Whoa. if there, was fan, there wasn't fans, that maybe we'd have to renegotiate. Of course, the MOPA well, disagrees case, with that. So when you want to restructure a deal for something different, that means you have rejected it. Correct. Yeah. So it was accepted. Why is it work now and it didn't two months ago? I don't know. I guess there. So I was in front of this. I I, I want I want to call victory on this. As far as I was in front of it, way ahead of everybody else. But I would tell you, in the past three weeks, I've seen a ton of stories written about how a missed season is going to affect the future, and I believe. I went out a little on the deep end with the whole, it's dead. Yeah, but you've been putting a nail in a coffin for baseball for 10 years now, so. I don't know about 10 years. That's a little strong. Yeah. Maybe a couple I mean, you can't, you can't, people did the same thing with the Patriots dynasty. Oh, it's over, it's over, it's over. Well, you've been saying it's over for 12 years now. You can't just claim victory right now. Okay, but, I, I, but I, I'm on the record. I will stand by it. So even if it's. I will. I will not be like somebody else. I will put a date. I put a date on it. I was like, what five years? Was it five to ten years? I, I put it on the date. For what? That it'll be. It'll be done. Finished. Put a de- Put a nail in it. Like the league will be disbanded. Yes. yes. Yeah, I think you put some kind of asinine date on it, but we, okay. we vehemently disagree that it'll be done. Okay. So I have a date. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not Somewhere. Gonna... I don't know where it is. If you want to find it, you can go through the archives like and find it. it. We got 70 episodes. I ain't thinking through that. But I'm, I'm not going to sit there and keep pushing the pushing the, the line. Like, uh, the individual you're... I'm, I'm, I think the primary individual you're referring to about the Patriots who will keep pushing the line. Oh, there's a couple of them, yeah. There's a couple of them. They don't really deserve... But... Attention, but... I think what he's getting at, it, what, what, why Manford made that statement 
is there are a lot of stories. Now, <laughs> funny, if you go on MLB.com, yet again, you won't find anything about the negotiations. Oh, no, nothing. The start of play, nothing. It literally, just because they have the draft, it's literally all about the draft. It, Which, what, okay, here's the thing. It hasn't, but it hasn't just been around the draft time. No. From the beginning, you'd be hard pressed to find anything official from Major League Baseball. Yeah, you can't find anything. You can't find anything, even when it's a denial uh, for a proposal. You still don't find information until it's already been reported by fifteen other sources. You have to go elsewhere. It's all it, before the draft. It was all about you know team of the century or this bracket of of, of teams or players or positions of the centuries. Like. They're trying to make – I get what they're trying to do, but they, they are literally scared to put anything out about it. So you have to go to ESPN or you go to Bleach Report and try to get your information there or you go on Twitter and you try to find information there from different reporters. The point is, is I'm sure he's seen so many articles about how this season, if it doesn't happen, is going to, to affect season's – on after this if they do not play and i 100 percent agree with that i agree it will negatively affect for for years to come also and i even said like i said last episode too they don't have anybody to dig them out of this slump this time around they don't have uh an interesting storyline like the home run chase because the minute anybody starts getting close to the home runs it's oh clearly he's on hgh clearly he's on steroids clearly he's cheating in some fashion anytime any record is approached nowadays it's automatically just thought, well, it's it's not being done honestly. Right. So you don't get that buildup anymore. You don't have, and I know I've continued to say this, and people are going to get tired of hearing it, but it's also true. You do not have a Maguire and a Sosa in today's game who can have a historic chase, who can put on a show with the home runs like they did back in 98. They saved baseball in 98. And then the minute they no longer needed them, Bud Stealing threw one to the bus for you know, using PEDs, which everybody, everybody with eyes and ears knew they were already doing anyways. But he decided to try to play a hero and be all righteous about it. Threw one of the bus. And now any time any kind of record is approached, it's a problem. So now you've taken one of the things that should be the most exciting thing about your game, and you now have no way essentially to promote that, which isn't a problem because baseball can't promote anything anyways. Especially with their own players. All right. So, I mean, I, I said this before. I love the game of baseball. I absolutely do. I love it. But it needs help. Financially, it's fine. As I, I stated, people who heard Sport Court, I went ahead and I laid out, you know, the finances of it according to, uh, excuse me, in comparison to the other three major sports in America. And I did all sorts of statistics and all sorts of categories. Financially, everything looks okay. But here's the thing. If you piss people off enough, you're going to get to a point, a tipping point, where a certain percentage of the population just turns baseball off and doesn't turn it back on. And the way it's going right now, with these people, you know, you got millionaires and billionaires fighting about who's going to get the extra pennies. Trying to make the other side look bad. I said it before, you both look like idiots. By the time this comes back, no one's going to care. Yes, that's P- fact. Pe- people will care, 
but not nearly enough to make a difference. And a lot more people are going to be turned off by it. Like I said, I haven't cared about the NBA in, in, in many, many years, strictly because I can't follow anybody through college now and actually kind of build a, a viewing a viewer uh, relationship as a viewer with them and then watch them in their pro career because a lot of the top players don't go to college or go right to the NBA or stay for one year in college and go to the NBA. But I'm actually excited about watching competitive basketball. And as far as baseball goes, I'm literally as tired of hearing these athletes and these owners and their agents complain about, oh, this guy, they said they would do this, and they said they would do that, and we want this, and we want that. And then you got Rob Manfred standing there, who is the worst commissioner in sports. I think there's uh, a Pop Warner or Pee-wee. Pee-wee would be baseball. Pee-wee league commissioner somewhere out in Idaho that could probably do a better job than Rob friggin' Manfred. He is awful. He's weak. Doesn't have the guts to stand up for himself or to his players or owners. The Astros, and by the way, the Red Sox. Not the Red, not the Red Sox weren't to the extent of the Astros, and I'm a Red Sox fan. The Red Sox were caught with their hand in that cookie jar too, as far as videotape and signs. Yeah, but they dumped it all on a. They dumped it all on one guy. Dumped it all on one. And guy. Manfred let that happen. Manfred didn't punish a single player from the Astros. Did, and you see, did you see a report today? He wants to be taken seriously. Still, no. What happened today? Uh, Alex Cora came out and said this was this was more than a two person job. Oh, we all knew that anyways, and, but, and Manfred but, knows that. But, but he but, won't do nothing about it. But Jeff Lunau dumped it all on Alex Cora. Yeah. Now, 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 Jeff Lunau lost his job, and so did AJ Hinch. But Alex Cora vehemently said this was more than a two person job. So there's no two ways about it. There are more people at fault in that Astros cheating scandal than what Manfred's putting out, what MLB's putting out. Oh, without a doubt. And. The hand of the MLB MLBPA is shoved squarely into that situation to protect Mike Fires because he was the one who came out about it, and to protect every Astro player so they don't lose any money by suspension. That's what happened with that, and the and the Red Sox stated a thousand percent from this because they dumped it all on a video guy. Yeah, video guy somehow has the knowledge and resources and ability to uh, completely screw with um, <laughs> and the, and the, the things play- that need to be screwed with in order for this to be organized and take place. Right. I, I just, I just don't, I don't buy any of that. No. And, and we said months ago when Manfred said we'll have 162 games. Remember, he said that, right? Oh yeah. The fans won 162 games. Wait, the same guy who just guaranteed we'd have a season? Guaranteed just some, guaranteed we'd have a season. Guaranteed something else a couple months ago that is not going to happen. I, I, he is lost, touched with reality. We've said that before. I say it again. He has no understanding of reality. You say he's the worst commissioner. I can't agree with that more. It is bad. The, deal, the deals just keep on getting rejected before they, they are presented. This is, what, this is the problem. The MLB players want all their money. The owners want to try to make a season that's going to be in the red, not as red. They're never going to have an agreement. No, not at all. They're just not going to. And when we start next year, and if there's any indication that we shut down again, 
for our second wave. Guess where we're going to be back again. This same situation. Yep. And I didn't look up when the CBA was was done, but if it's if it has to be negotiated before next season, forget it. Forget it. And you brought up, uh, is there another Sosa or McGuire? And I put on a post um, that'll be uh, put out tomorrow morning, intimating that is Yelich and Trout this 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 generation's version of a Sosa and McGuire. I put it out there as a question, but I know I know the answer. No. Yeah, I know the answer already. Absolutely not. Because two two amazing players, by the way. Not a knock on them whatsoever. The talent is incredible, and they they have power. Yeah, but much like everybody else, they don't. Well, with the exception of Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, and a couple other, I guess I can't. Joey Gallo, a couple of other that I, I can't think of off the top of my head. But my, unlike unlike those are exceptions. The rules would be Mookie Betts, Yelich, Trout. They're line drive hitters. If they get the ball at the right angle, yeah, they're going to launch it. Right. And they're going to get anywhere from 30 to 40 home runs. Maybe they'll top 45. Maybe. But they're not home run hitters. Maguire Sosa, they were home run hitters. Barry Bonds was a home run hitter. They late, tried to late knock- in his career, he was a home run hitter, yeah. Right. Giancarlo Stanton is a home run hitter. What's his problem, Chris? Can't stay healthy. It's always been his problem. Joey Can't Gallo. What? Joey Gallo is a home run hitter. Before this past season, what was his problem? Health and hitting above two twelve. Right. And who was the other person? Oh, uh, Aaron Judge, who who is who has a nice track, uh, was tracking nicely, but again, what was, what became his problem? Injuries. And and everyone thought Gary Sanchez might be the next Pudge Rodriguez, Mike Piazza. Two things have derailed his career in the past three three years. One, he got the yips in the playoffs. And two, injury. Yep. So. Injury bug. Your home run hitters, your big boppers, the ones that you think can clear number 73. Yep. Right. I yeah, I don't care. 73 is the record. Um. They, they just, they're not going to be able to sustain on the field for long enough. Unless, no, I'm only going to say that. Because I don't even think, even if Giancarlo Stanton played DH for 160 no. games. First off, he's not DH for 160 games. You're not paying that contract to a guy to play DH for 160 games. Yankees would. Oh, that's true. And then Scott Boris, which I told Chris before we started. I said, oh, one so, of Ben's favorite people, by the way. Yeah. He loves this guy, always has. I, I, I told him, I said, oh, well, there, there's something on Scott Boris. He has apparently an idea of, of how to start restart the MLB season. I said, let me watch this, and we'll see if we're going to integrate it into the, the show. Well, because well, here's the thing. You yeah. might be thinking to yourself, here's a guy who is has personal relationships with the players, yep. and by proxy of that, with the owners when he's doing negotiations, or at least the general managers. Correct. So he's on both sides. So maybe he's seen enough to say, hey, maybe we should try this. This may work. Let's get back on the field and play. Now, obviously, his motives are money, which is fine. He's an agent. His job is to try to get paid and get his payers played. That's fine. But what did he say when asked 
how to how what what he thought. What 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 can we do? What can I think the I think close to the exact question was I wish I had a transcript but I couldn't find a transcript and I don't I really it, Chris can tell you it pissed me off the one time I listened to it. It was how can we get MLB started again? Now instead of saying what could be done, he stated that the Major League Baseball needs to allow draft pick trades to instigate creativity and, and intrigue. He also said that players need to be, you know, the, the rights of players need to be more fluid. So, right, so I'm sure it's a good start, but he obviously, you know, gave well, some way you know, to help he, the restart he, later on, right? No, no, he, he, he wanted to finish up with making sure that, you know, if a player met certain metrics, that 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 player should be eligible to to make higher dollar values, huh. and and maybe possibly hit free. He didn't say, but I think he was intimating to hitting free agency earlier than six years, which is what he was getting at. He made no indication about restarting the season, and I get I get he has to play down the middle because right. he needs to have conversations with the GMs about player contracts, and if they get to the access of, I don't know, Garrett Cole's contract, Giancarlo, Con- Giancarlo Stanton's contract, you need to have the ownership involved, so he needs to not upset them. And he needs to have his players on his side. So I understand all that. Why do the hit? Why, why did you waste two minutes of my time to watch that piece of garbage when you could have just rejected it or put it in a tweet so I, I didn't have to see it. So my my eyes didn't have to visually see this garbage being spewed out on the internet. Which I understand that's where a lot of stuff is is anyway. There's a lot of garbage on the internet. But still when I thought I thought to see someone having a, 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 a cogent thought about how to start the season to find out nope it was just a pitch for ideas for the CBA. Well, the one thing I will agree with him on, and it's not because it's him, it's because I've said it forever, the way that baseball salaries are structured the first five, six years of a player's career are nuts. Correct. In the NFL, a guy comes out, he gets his contract. Uh, if he's drafted, it's four-year deal normally. Sometimes you get the fifth-year option. If you're a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah if you're a first-round pick. Uh, and, and then you get, you know, sometimes some players will hold out. Uh, and they'll get a contract extension early. Sometimes, in the case of like a Christian McCaffrey, the team decides we're not even messing around with it. We know you're our franchise. We want you here. We're just going to discuss an extension before it even becomes a problem. In baseball, guys can make vastly under their market value for many, many years. So that is what breeds the problem we're having now, where you have players who are star players with big contracts who played the first six, seven years of their career making a couple hundred grand a year, and no one's going to feel bad for him for that. I'm not asking people to cry him a river for making that money. I'm just explaining the situation. Because I think, as I've said, sports money is monopoly money. It's ridiculous. But you're saying, I played for a couple hundred thousand for years, so I give you a value. Mm. And now you're trying to nickel and dime me instead of paying me what's in my contract now that I have that big money contract. So this just comes back to... The entire system baseball has in place as far as contracts and paying their players 
it, it, it breeds this unhappiness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With players who, you know, you may not develop fully as a player. You may get drafted when you're 19 or 20, and you may not develop fully as a player until you're 28, 29 years old. Okay, well then, by the time you get that big free agent contract, you're 29, 30, and players, excuse me, owners and GMs start looking at you a lot different when you got a three in front of your uh, age than when you have a two in front of your age. And the whole system needs to be redone with this CBA. And, not, not, and I'm not saying, oh, woe is the players, feel sorry for them. Again, I'm just explaining this. But, so Boris, instead of coming out and saying, giving a real reason to get back on the field, honestly gives us gives a statement that is going to cause more division among the players and the owners. He's not helping anything. That was not the question. And this is the problem. Like, and all, every sport is a business. It comes down to money at the end of the day. Yeah, these guys are playing, and a lot of them love to play. But you do it because you can become very, very wealthy doing it. So that's fine. I never, you know, begrudge anybody for making their money. But try to at least not look like such a greedy asshole every step of the way. Try it. Baseball players, I'm talking to you. Baseball owners, I'm talking to you. And Rob Manfred, for God's sakes, grow a set. Get your two sides together. You tell them, because you can mandate that as an owner. You can mandate how long the season will be. You tell them how long the season's going to be. And then you say, work on it from here. And you give them a drop-dead date. You say, you figure it out by this day, or we don't have baseball, and none of you are getting paid. But, But... That would require Rob Manfred to have any kind of guts at all. But he won't. And he, we know he doesn't have that based on the Astro situation. He won't. So. And, and you brought up an interesting point, and I've, I've, I've spoken about this before to you, about the, um, the six years. I thought that it, it is insane that it's six years. Oh, that's ridiculous. And not to mention, which we pointed out last episode, about Chris Bryant and who was the other one I mentioned? Oh, man. Uh I don't know. I apologize, but I know Chris Bryant's one of them. The other one, I can't remember who. But they're getting screwed around because they came up one day, one day too soon, too too late. So they have to, they, they, they're, they're, their six years is essentially extended. I bring up a person who we've, we've talked about, Aaron Judge, and what, he, what we think he'll get paid, what, what market is. Your instinct would be like he's going to get this nice five and what, hundred and fifty, two hundred million dollars. You would think he'd get on the upside of thirty a year. So here's your problem with that, though, Chris. He's already thirty, isn't he? No, he's not thirty yet. So he's drafted in thirteen, two thousand thirteen. Right. He arrived in the majors two thousand sixteen. He is twenty eight years old right now. He still he has had, one full season under his belt. He still has two arbitration years left. Yeah. Arbitration two and arbitration three. Now, now those will pay him handsomely. He'll be an un, unrestricted free agent at age 31. Who's going to give him a five-year, $200 million contract? In that situation, he could get, uh, if he wanted to go a three-, four-year deal, 
He might be able to get that on a year per basis, but he's not going to get that mega deal he would get if he was a free agent at 27 or 28. Especially if he keeps having issues with injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, trust me when I say this, that arbitration two next year, the the Yankees are going to look hard at his 2019 season because everyone's going to look at 2020 and say, well, we only had X number of games if they play, which I will stand that they won't. If they play for 86 games, they're going to be like, well... But Rob Manfred guaranteed it. I man. know he did. So so what the agents will do in this instance, right? They'll say, well, you have to you have to dub, double the production because they only played half a season, so you should times it by two, and that's what their production would be. Unless it doesn't fit their narrative, then they'll completely ignore it. And then the, 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 the GMs will do the same thing. Well, we have to do... We have to times their production by two because they only played half a season, and that's really what their numbers would be if they're going to be low, or if they don't fit their narrative, they'll just wishy wash it away. So they'll, they'll agree on let's look at 2019. Well, for Aaron Judge, 2019 was not exactly great. No. And if you didn't know, because I didn't know, um, he had a 272 average. He had 27 home runs, 55 RBIs. And that was very, his, uh, I believe he had injuries for a good portion of the year also. Games played 102. Yeah, good portion of the season was missed. He also missed part of 2018 with 112 games. He played a full se- He's played one full season, 2017, because the year before, I believe, I'm going to say that was probably a September call-up with uh, 27 games. Yeah. Sounds about right. So he's played one full season. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, he... He's going to need to make a decision on whether or not he wants to ride out his two arbitration years, maximize his dollars. I don't know what it's going to lead to because if they look at his numbers, they might try to bring that 8.5 that he's going to make this year down. And then arbitration three is going to be just as much of a hassle. And trust me, all the reports I've seen is if you get into arbitration discussions, it gets ugly. Your team... Your GM, who who potentially might have drafted you or traded for you, tries to systematically destroy your stats. Yeah. Say why you're not worth that money. Correct. Yeah. Even if you're off by half a million, they want that half a million. So... What's well, no wonder a system like that is it breeds so much contempt and mistrust among players, owners, front offices. I mean, it's it's pretty Literally obvious. Literally, the only franchise, only sports that has. It. Yeah, the only sports. Uh, NHL, I believe, is a. They call it an entry uh, entry draft. They call it the NHL entry draft. It is. I think it's three years when you're in the league and you're 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 up for a, a RFA. Speaking of the NHL, you want to talk about a league that's actually going to start playing soon? Sure. I think I've, I've I've strained the towel that is the MLB. Yeah, we have for now. We could we could just sit here all night and we meant we, we wanted this segment to be I think what maybe ten to twelve minutes long. Yeah, it's and we're, like we're pushing about twenty eight here. So yeah, sorry <laughs> about that, folks. Me and Ben kind of get off on a rant when we start talking about baseball and the stupidity that's just the entire situation. And I'll finish on this, Chris, just real quick. Sure. If you think I'm against baseball. And I hate baseball, and I don't want it to exist anymore. Why would I speak so much about it, and why would I get so angry about it if I didn't care about it? That would be oh, my yeah. that would be my only point. <clears throat> Is I'm also sort of losing my my voice now. 
if I didn't care about the sport, I would tell you on the when we do the rundown, I, and you mentioned MLB, I would say I don't care. Right. Or let's just nix it. We'll put it last, and hopefully. Well, to to your point, the situation before mm-hmm. we move on to the NHL, I my a job that I recently changed last year. Mm-hmm. I was there for quite some time before that, and I was getting increasingly um, dissatisfied with my situation there. And I would constantly try to bring up ways to make it better, to improve it, to change things about it. And people would come to me and say, well, well, you're getting kind of negative. You must hate this place. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't. I'm trying to make it better because I know it can be better. I'm trying to change it to make it what I think it could be, at least for me. And people want to listen. So you know what happened? I just left. That's fair. I left. I was done. Like, and that's what's going to happen with a lot of fans. They see this game. They see the problems. They've been trying to say, we love this game. We don't want it to go away. Myself included. Now, I don't think, I don't agree with you that within five or ten years, mm-hmm. it'll be non-existent. I think it'll be uh, farther, much farther down the totem pole than it is now. Like We could be seeing, like, Major League Soccer as a bigger draw than baseball in that a couple just, of years. That, that should scare you. And, I mean, and that's it's just coming from a defender, vehement defender of baseball for many, many, many years. I have stayed on the bandwagon when a lot of the people jumped off. And they have got to get their act together. Because if they don't, they are doing irreparable damage to what used to be America's pastime. So, on to hockey. Hockey. Good news. Training camps are going to open for 24 teams. July 10th. Well, only 24. That's what it says. I guess they start, they, they fin- yeah, they finalized the 24 teams. Oh, because they were almost at their playoffs anyways when they shut down, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um... So they're in phase three right now. Uh, provided medical and, and safety conditions allow it, they're in phase three. Phase four will be the resumption of play. Okay. So basically when they have a start date for actual hockey is when we'll be in phase four. So they are progressing in the correct direction. Oh, so they don't have an actual start date for the season. They're just camp no, they is, have camp a start, is a camp. They have a, a start date for camps, and that's it. That's all okay. they're going on. They are playing it. Step by step, which I, I can understand. Imagine if baseball did that. Well, baseball can't get it out of their own <laughs> way. Stop, so. stop, sorry, guys. I'm going to stop bringing it up. I'm going to um, stop. I'll stop. The NBA is being more aggressive. But, yeah, the NHL, I mean, this is – and, and the, the plus here is, is both the NHL and the NHL Players Association announced this I don't know if they did it together, but they, they on one day they both announced this. Yeah. So so they're moving together in one direction. It's a novel idea. Crazy thoughts. Um we don't have much else info on this and um I'm actually much gonna, else info on this. Uh, that was beautiful. That was my my perfect English. That was that was so wow. so I'm gonna dig into because I honestly I, I love hockey. Uh, especially playoff hockey. I think playoff hockey is the best uh, playoffs. 
<laughs> I, I was so focused on the NFL. I knew that. I knew that was going to be a reaction. Yeah, I wow. knew it. Wow. We're well, not. I we're think not those sunglasses. Into this. Those sunglasses you're wearing indoors are starting. Uh, we are not getting into this, Chris, because yeah. this is going to be a 30 minute conversation. Yeah, well, we can save this for another time. So then. we're going to stow that. But I, I that promise. That can be a topic for another show. What? What? Why? What's the best playoffs and which sport and why? Uh, and trust me, hockey's going to win. Yeah, I doubt that very highly based on our fan base. So with that, with that all said. Um, with the fact that we focus so much on, well, we started with uh, just being football. I, I focus so much on football. Um, NHL was the one that took the hit in my viewership because I, I right. was following basketball right. as well. Um, so I have to kind of re up on. I, I know the Bruins are the number one seed overall, but oh, really? they might. Um, yeah, they're actually if they ended this season today. They would get the President's Trophy for the most points in the league. That the the team with the most points gets a President's Trophy. It's a fancy thing. Um, it really doesn't mean much because a lot of teams that win the President's Trophy don't win the cup. Don't win the cup. Yeah, <laughs> which is problematic sometimes. Um, think of it like when you win the Heisman, you don't always win the national championship. Already win the Super Bowl, you don't necessarily weren't at the MVP. Correct. Yeah, a lot of that you know kind of kind of works out just like that. Um, but I know the Bruins are number one, and actually their um, their rivals in the in the Stanley Cup last year, the St. Louis Blues, who uh, beat my Bruins pretty bad. Um, even though it went seven games, it was ugly. Uh, I think are the number two or number three seed, and they'd be the number one seed in the uh, West. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit more research because I I need to get back into. Who's trending what? And it's going to be difficult. And the same thing when we talk about basketball, it's going to be difficult too because you can name the players. You can name what they're doing in the season. Who's got more points? Who scored the most goals? They've been off for three months, four months. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see who's really in game shape. You can have have this, you know, camp because we're going to get into the NBA in a minute. Um you still need like that's why they're trying to play a couple games uh in the ba- in basketball with right. um uh before the before playoff starts it's just you just don't know if the talent rises there's a lot of teams in the in hockey that have more talented teams that are a little lower on the on the seating whereas I know the Bruins they're, they have talent, but they have a lot of players who are plus 34 and a couple of them that are creeping towards 40. How are their bodies going to react to the layoff and that they're scheduled to be off at this time? Their bodies are conditioned to be off at this time. Right, right. Like there's been conversations about the NBA uh, head coaches that are um, up there in age how they're going to be able to respond to this. This isn't our normal offseason. Their season's normally already over, right? Um, no, they are in playoffs. Okay. But by the time they start, right? I think they're going to be, yeah, I think by the time they start, they'll be close to, if not finished with the Stanley Cup. And you're going to be well into, you're going to be in the play, in postseason or an offseason and... How is your body going to react? That's an interesting point. I don't. I haven't heard brought up a lot, and yeah, I can't believe I didn't actually think of that before that. But they've essentially had a good portion of an off season mm-hmm. 
in between the last time, they, and I'm sure a lot, most of these players have some way to work out and stay in shape. But like you said, there's a reason uh, games are better mid to late season because your body is used to it. You're in the zone. You're in your you're in your prime condition to play. Right. And you're essentially going to be coming off of a training camp right into the most competitive time of the year. You could see a lot of a lot of teams that were number one that are ranked number one. Right. Could really struggle if they have players that are normally late starters. And and there's one thing that can carry a team. If a goalie gets hot, and I mean hot, yep. that can carry a team all the way to the Stanley Cups. 2011, Tim Thomas carried him to the Stanley Cup. Now, he didn't have a great Stanley Cup, but he carried him to the Stanley Cup, and they still won. If the sixth seed in the Western Conference, their goalie gets hot and just shuts people down, You'll have no answer. It, it it's it's the craziest thing you'll see. But a, a, a goalie can stand on his head and just oh yeah take over the the entire series. Not just I'm not just talking about a game. I'm talking about a series. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about two series. And especially now when some of these players, if they're up there in age and, and their their body's not responding like it should, younger players can take advantage of that. Or especially goalies can take advantage of just. Because it's all about timing. If your line mates, you have to have good timing. That's what you build in, in training camp. And they're going to try to replicate it here. But July 10th is camps open. They're going to want, if you're going to replicate, try to replicate what the NBA is doing, you're going to want a quick turnaround. I mean, can you build it in, in two, three weeks? I don't think so. Because you're not, I don't think there's going to be much of a, of a regular season to, start, to, to get around with the hockey. You're going to have to, Really turn it up. And trust me when I say this, we'll, we'll have that debate. Playoff hockey is 1,000% different than regular season hockey. There is a switch that turns on. And there is, you watch it, if you watch regular season hockey, you know, day in and day out. And then you turn on playoff hockey, it is a different. It is different. Especially when you get into Game 7. Game 7 is Thousand percent different. Thing. I don't think there's anything more exciting in any sport than a game seven of a decide, uh, especially a championship. Just it, it's for everything. It's literally the epitome of everything both sides have worked for the entire year. It comes down to one game. It the 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 game seven. I think it was game seven or game six against the 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 Bruins were facing the Blackhawks in the finals. I think it was thirteen. I'm pretty sure it was a game six, but it could have been a game seven. The Bruins were leading the entire game. And an instant, it was like 30 seconds, they lost the game. I, I may be uh, overselling a little bit. It was a quick, it right. was a quick, all of a sudden. Quick turnaround. They're, they're going from leading, they're up to behind and, and losing and lost. And I think it was, a game, it was game six and they lost. And I thought, I thought they were going to lose the entire series because Blackhawks, at that point, the Blackhawks were just a, a monster. This could be an interesting year where you could see a team not expected to win pull it out. And I, I would look at the Blues because they're they're quote unquote a heavy team. They 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 bear down on you and they try to play defensive. 
which is why they beat the Bruins because the Bruins were have have turned into an offensive team. And they just sucked in the Bruins defensively and just suffocated them and it was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Ever? Not ever, but it, it was very disturbing how they had this because they had this easy path to the, the Stanley Cup. Right. Like the, the top tier teams were getting clipped off by ah, their okay. lower seed teams. So you're just looking at this path and like, oh my God, they're getting to the finals when the e- with the easiest path. And then they faced a team that looked like on paper, on paper, they should have smoked them. Because work out that way. Top because Blues were not a top seed in the in the West either. The top seeds were just getting clipped off, clipped off, clipped off, just like in the uh, the Eastern Conference. It didn't work out. Blues went home with the Stanley Cup, which was very depressing. Say for you know, um, spoiler, you're going to go NHL. For me, the best. And I'm not, well, obviously, we're not going to get deep into it. I'm just going right. to explain. Um, for me, the best playoffs is, is NFL. Um, and so, so I should have I should have coached that a little bit. NFL and NHL is different as yeah, far as playoff. Well, now, <laughs> usually my instinct is 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 you're only referencing uh, sports with uh, series when I when I we speak on that. So I should have been more specific. Okay, well that's that's I I, I apologize for that. For, for me, it, it's football because it's just you have it, it's such a physical game, and these guys have played you know all year long. And it comes down to one game. Right. And we've seen it before. We saw it in 07 with the Giants when they beat the Patriots. We saw it this year. Titans. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Titans. Against Ooh. the Ravens. Yeah. Okay. That, that's an even closer example. And there's been examples all, all every year, all throughout history of the NFL and, and every major sport playoff. You have a team. That just, like Ben said with the goalie getting hot at the right time. Yeah. A, a, a player, a team, um, they can carry their entire team. Like Derrick Henry carried the Titans through the Patriots and through the Ravens. And if they had used him properly, possibly the Chiefs, no knock on the Chiefs. They won and they deserved to win because they played their asses off. Um, so I'm going to get Chiefs fans out there. Oh, yeah, you're knocking our team. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, Derrick Henry was a beast. And... If they had played their game, you all might have had some problems. But they didn't, and you won, so fine. Right. But, yeah, no, you're 100% right where you just you see it all the time where a player who maybe been mediocre during a regular season, playoff start, and my God, he's a monster. Cannot be stopped. Right. How many guys have got monster contracts the following year? Because Ryan Tannehill... They had a good stretch. Now, he didn't have a great playoffs, but they won, so he got credit for it as a quarterback. They had a pretty good season and then got deep in the playoffs. Got hot at the right time, got them there. Derrick Henry took over and didn't end up winning a championship, but carried that team farther than a lot of people gave them a chance to get to. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's, I think I think with – Essentially, a partial offseason in between the last time they played and when their final few games in the playoffs are going to start, you're going to see both the NHL and the NBA potentially have 
some outcomes that you may not have seen had there not been the stoppage. Right. So. And and what's interesting is I I, I remember this distinctly. I don't think Tim Thomas won the Vesna. The Vesna award is the uh, top goalie in the league. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I no he was <laughs> he was in the he was in the running, but I don't think he won it. Um, oh, he did win. I'm, I apologize. He did win it. I'm sorry. My point was is is I, I I've seen a goalie not win the Vezina, and then go on win the Conn Smythe Award. Conn Smythe is the uh, playoff trophy. Oh, playoff MVP. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we've already gotten into basketball a little bit, but yeah, we'll touch it. Yeah, we'll get into it. I, I just wanted dig to dig a little uh, deeper in the NBA start. I just wanted to coach that that one point, and I should have coached it before. Um, I tend to talk when I say playoff uh, NHL is the best playoff version. I, I separate NFL because it's that one off. Is you get that game seven every time. NFL is game seven every single time. Right. There, there is nothing that will defeat that because you right. can have a NHL series go five games. You'll never get that game seven. Game seven is a different animal in baseball, hockey, basketball. MLS is different. It's I, I couldn't even explain it because it's yeah. like... In football, your back's against the wall the minute the min- you know you're in the playoffs. The That's minute you it. step on the field, for the, especially Sudden if death. you're... If you're a wild card, if you're a wild card team, or you're the well, I guess starting next year, next year or the year after, I think it's the year after. That it'll be one team with the bye week, and that's it. So most teams will step in, and they'll be right against the wall. Got to win every week's got to win. So if we have that conversation, NHL and NFL would be separate from the other ones just because they don't have a series, and that's why. I say it's one of the – it is the best playoff. I should say it's the best playoffs with series. Okay. A part of that, I think, with the NBA and the NHL is because games just seem like a bigger deal when they're played at night. I don't know what it is. It's just a perception. Like, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. It's on primetime. Like, you're waiting all day for this event to start. And a lot of baseball playoff series, games start at 1, 1 o'clock on a Wednesday. 3.30. 3.30. And you get you get the six o'clock start in the National League after the American League started, yeah. and it's kind of like just off back and forth. It's kind of just obscure, weird times. Whereas with the NFL, we're used to it being a one o'clock, four o'clock start out, right. on, and it's it's only one game. So, like you said, and I'm glad you did clarify that because I was looking at you like you had three heads with just the one and done in the NFL. Yeah, it, it makes it so exciting. If you could guarantee me seven games every se- series in hockey. We'd have a debate, but right, you can't right. guarantee that because you see teams run through another one 4-0, and it's have a and nice day. If you could guarantee seven games, you may as well just play one and get it over with. Right. Um, so the NBA, NBA restart. NBA's, so camps are going to open uh, between 9th and 11th. So Of July? Yeah, of July. July my apologies. Yep. Of July. So so NHL and NBA are kind of starting the same time. Uh, they have an actual date for resume is July 30th. 31st, sorry. 31st. No, 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 they said today. They said today they were going to bump it up to July 30th. Oh, I thought you meant the... Because that's what I have, 30th. I thought you meant 30th. Oh, that, that, it's the 30th, folks, okay? <laughs> uh, there'll be eight, A lot of numbers confused, Ben. Eight regular season games, I guess, to determine. With the excess teams? Or yes. every team? With the excess teams. Okay. I guess the... 
they'll play each other um, regularly. Um, kind of like what I said a couple episodes ago. Kind I of think almost like a tournament kinda, style for seeding. Yeah. yeah, okay. Kinda, yeah. Some teams will have accumulated more games than other teams. So, like the Dallas Mavericks, if everything plays out, will have played the most games with 75, while San Antonio and L.A. will have played at least 71. Um, so, the play-in tournament. This is interesting. It only regards the 8th and ninth um, teams. So if if the 8th team is four games, more than four games ahead. Okay, so basically 4.5, because you can have a half point. Right. If you're 4.5 ahead of the ninth seed, you got, you got it, you're in. Okay? Okay. If you're four games or fewer ahead of the ninth te- best team, you got to battle for the team, but battle for the spot. That's but how are they going to determine that? A series? Uh, a best of two series. Best of two? Where the nine seed would have to win two head-to-head matches. Oh, okay. So the eight seed can lose one and still get in. Win the second one and still the get in. The nine okay. seed has to win both to get in. And then once, it's, once uh, the 16 teams are set, Run it the same. It's just, not, it's just the same no, traditional. Yeah, same uh, way. Five game series. Oh no! All of it's a seven game series. I apologize. It used oh, to even be, the first round is seven. Yeah, games it, round it used. I think it used, it used to, be to be five. five yeah, no, it, it's okay. Seven. Um, I like that idea, though. I really do. It's good. It's good. If you're it's, X amount of games, you, know, you have to. You essentially, you have to earn, earn your spot. But if you're so far out, that doesn't matter. But that's that can make things very interesting. Which actually would make it interesting down the road to see if they wanted to try something like the uh, one-game playoff MLB has. Yeah, the wild-card playoff game? Yeah. Creates more interest. So the the interesting thing is um, they have a determined date of December 1st for the next season. And I think the if, if they everything falls into place, it's like... October 30th or 31st, the right. season would end. So there are some teams, not just players, teams kind of intimating they, they we need to we need to do something because we can't have this short turnaround from when we finish the playoffs to when we start the next season. So there is a discussion oh, about yeah. eliminating games next season. Just next season? Just just for next season. Yeah. They're talking about eliminating games. Um, Here's an idea. Don't have four or five games in between every game you play, too. That might help. So, I think we've talked about this, but not on air. Uh, we talked about it. Other They're doing a lot with um, sleep technology because they feel like the players need to get more sleep um, to heal themselves. A lot of players are coming into the league with slight fractures in their legs. And I mean slight. In their fibulas and tibulas. Because of how much jumping they're doing. Tibula. You just created a new body part. I, thank you. Uh, but I'm, I'm guessing... Uh, isn't there a bone with, that, that, that sounds like Tibia. That? Tibia. Thank you. Fibula. Fibula, right. Um, but they, they... I read a story sometime last year about a lot of players increasingly... And obviously, medical technology has advanced to where 
it may not be new. It's just being identified. Right. Yeah. Probably. Um. But a lot of our players will be identified with with fractures in their in in legs because they do a lot of jumping, whether jump shots, layups, dunks, whatever. A lot of impact with their legs, so they're trying to get the players off their feet as much as they possibly can. So, and when you're a player of that magnitude, you've been playing since you were a child, right? So that's that's cumulative over the course of that's a lot of players. many 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 years. Well, I, I talked about it before. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons came to the league and they hit the shelf right away. Yeah. Neither one of them played the rookie season because of leg injuries. Who was that kid years ago? I can't remember who drafted him. Man, I think it was the, uh, the Greg, o- Greg Oden. Greg Oden, yeah. Looks like he. I mean, he physically was he a was monster. A, he was a first round pick, a first overall, first overall pick, pick with the Portland Trailblazers. The second overall pick was Kevin Durant, and yeah, he never made it. Yeah, did he ever get on the court? I know he was um, always injured a few times, but not much. Constantly injured. Yeah. If if. And I think that's why the Philadelphia Phillies treated uh, Philadelphia 76ers treated uh, Embiid and Simmons, and I think even Joel Okafor, they treated them the same. Because they saw what Greg up with Greg Oden, and they saw the same thing, and they said, we're going to put you on the shelf for a year. You're going to be on the shelf for a year. And even to this day, and Embiid's been in the league, God, I want to say like three or four years now, they're still tentative about playing them back, uh, back-to-backs. Right. And the league's actually trying to move away from that a little bit. Like, they've lessened back-to-backs probably because of this. Because um, you have the number one, pick, number one overall pick, Zion Williamson, from this past draft. He played one preseason game. He got injured. I, I actually watched it. He got injured, like, in the first quarter. You didn't see him until, I think, it was January. Yeah, he was out for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because of knee injuries. Right. Knee problems. So, I understand that they need to be concerned about this ending in October and then starting in December. Because a month off, not just to have a break, but to physically have a break after three months of, of essential playoffs, and playoffs, we know, we said it, playoffs is different. Right. You kind of need to figure this out. And and I'm sure they'll figure it out. If they feel like they need to eliminate games, then eliminate... Oh, they'll figure it out. The one thing the NBA has, has proven is how well they can work together to get something yeah. done. So Even with the concerns that came out today, because apparently some, some players are having concerns. Even with those, it's concerns. It's But they're having conversations, conference calls, to kind of discuss what their concerns are. So that... They can alleviate those concerns possibly, and maybe make uh, alterations to the plan if it's if it's in concert with with opening the season. Re, I'm sorry, restarting the season on time. But that's the NBA. It is a night and day difference between that and baseball. It is. If a player, a baseball player, said he had concerns, whether they were valid or just hyped up because he really wanted more money and wanted to make an excuse not to play. Whatever the reason was, if he said he had concerns, they were criticized by front offices in Major League Baseball, by ownership. There were little snide remarks thrown their way. In the NBA, players have concerns. What does the league do? Okay, well, let's have a conversation about it. Let's discuss it. We're all trying to, we're all working towards the same goal. 
let's discuss it so we can make you, you know, alleviate some of your, your concerns. And I even saw a report today that they were talking about, um, I don't know if it was roster expansion. We talked about it before we started recording. About so, so what it is, um, is it here? I don't think it's in here. No, I read it somewhere else, but I know what you're talking about. So what they're trying to do is because there are, I guess there are some players who are mm, un, unavailable to come back. Um, so they're making roster concessions for those teams. Right. Uh, if a player can't make it back because they, for some reason, flew back home and now they're stuck. Um, you can only pick up players that are um, played in the league or in the G League. They're allowing you to have uh, upgrade two-way players. Two-way players are players who um, go up and down from the G League to the NBA. Okay. Uh, you can add them to the roster. If you have injured players, you can add players into the roster. They're trying to open up options to um, – and then you, there's, there's going to be a time period in June where you can sign players. Because technically at this point, you wouldn't be able to sign players, but – and in fact, when they when they finished, uh, they were at the point where I don't think you could sign players uh, to the active roster to be, that would be eligible for the playoffs. Right. So, but they're making concessions because what if someone comes down with the virus? Right. Well, yeah. then that player is removed, and that team can sign another player right there on the spot if that player comes down with it. Somebody comes down with the virus and they're playing, you know, damn well that's done. They're not playing again. They're not intimate, so they they haven't indicated that. They seem to have a plan in place. If if a player comes down with it, you know, or test positive, that they're going to remove that player immediately, test the other players, which is why they want all the tests. Um, and if they feel like they see it hasn't spread, then they're just going to bring in another player. Which, by the way, that player has to be quarantined for an extended period of time. Before they can join the team, they're doing a lot to make sure that each team can field fifteen, play, uh, thirteen oh, players, yeah. Yeah. thirteen active players, and two inactive players, and to make sure that they have enough to sustain a playoffs. Um, they're 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 covering all the bases, right? Um, the one plus I see from this, and and I'll echo it for the NHL. And I I, I brought up this point. They've been paid 80, 85% of their contracts already for this season because they've had most of their season. I haven't heard one drop about money. No. Not one thing. And I get it's different because MLB didn't play one regular season game. But you can't figure it out. Yeah. And the NBA and the NHL are progressing each and every step. NHL has a phase program. They're in phase three. NBA has these these start dates and, and, and triggers and all this stuff in place. And they figured it all out. MLB just can't get their shit together. To even the, the offers can't even hit the desk before they're yeah. rejected. The minute they reported, they're rejected before they even see it. it it's funny. This morning when I, I woke up, I saw or the report about uh, NBA NBA changing restart date. And I, with all the negativity that's been going on with baseball, I was like, oh, man. I, before I even read the article, I was like, oh, man, come on, NBA. Like, 
I was I, I was so excited to actually watch some basketball again for the first right. time in years. You guys were doing so good. You were working together. You were being smart about everything. And I'm like, okay, well, what are they doing? They're pushing it back because players, you know, want money, this or that. Nope, they're going to start a day earlier than they originally planned. Right. And it's like here you have baseball who can't even agree, who can't even agree on dollars and cents. And NBA is like, yeah, let's get on the court sooner. It's just, it goes to show you, it's a different mindset with the players, the front offices, the league, the whole nine yards, even the NFL. And I know it's easier for the NFL simply because they weren't playing during the time of the shutdown. Right. And they weren't going to, they're not scheduled to start a regular season game until September. And camps, you know, probably within the next couple of weeks are normally well, already, been opening up. They've already eliminated two playoff weeks. Or uh, preseason, preseason weeks. weeks, yeah. But, I mean, but they've already they've been proactive the entire way. There hasn't been a situation with the NFL where you're like, oh, man, are they going to are they gonna figure this out? Are they going to, you know, work this out? Nope, they come right out, hey, we're doing this. If this happens, we're doing that. If, the, if that happens, we're, we're doing this. Uh, we'll, we'll play without fans if need be. We'll... We'll figure it out. And they leave up. They leave open. The uh, there's a chance that something might change. Yes, like, like right. this is what's going to happen. But but in case this it happens, is subject right. to change. Yep. Just like the NHL, we have a camp start date of July 10th, tentatively. Everything goes according to plan. Then we will start discussing when we'll start the season. If this checks out, and that checks out, right. everyone's working out, and everything's going well, then we'll start. We'll announce a start date, which is fine, because I would assume that they would do a start date. They would announce a start date probably a week to ten days before that actual start date, so that way the players can be like, okay, well, so I have it's July, it's July twentieth. I have till July thirty first. Okay, so I have eleven days to really kind of ramp it up. We've been. We've been practicing for at that point it'll be ten days. Okay, so now I know what I need. What I need to get to, I know what level I need to get to for right. playoff yep. hockey. Okay, and the NBA is the same thing. They understand what their start dates are. They have them set in place. They have contingencies. They have everything set. They have they're located in one location, which they've set up, and they've worked out everything. And the MLB can't even agree. Can't even get an offer to the desk of the other side without it being rejected. We, we, we can't even talk about where they're going to play because we can't even get to the point where they're yeah. going to agree to play. Can't even, can't even, can't even get, hey, in theory, hypothetically, if we do play, no, can't even get there. But Like if I presented that, if I, if I, if I was, I don't remember his name, the, the, the head of the, um, the, the chief negotiator, not not Tony Clark. Oh, I don't know. I mentioned his name last time. Yeah, cast number one. I have no idea. If if I were the commissioner and I presented, well, if we were going to play, would we play here, here, or here? His response would be, um, "How much are they getting paid?" Yeah, exactly. Well, no, 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 no. I, I'm saying if if we agreed on everything, where 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 do we think we we play? Uh, we have this location, this location, this. Um, are they getting paid their full amount? Yeah. Let's not work out all the other details first, and then we can discuss and figure out money. Let's let's just get hung up on that one thing. Like, oh no, I want to I want to talk. Like, 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 can we can we get everything else done so we can and then we can focus on no. Um, 
I want to know how much the players are going to get paid. Are they going to get seventy five percent? And it, and it's just it's just mind numbing, disturbing. And we're going to end with the season is not going to happen. I don't no. care what Rob no. Manfred guarantees. Well, Rob Manfred's a joke, so that should matter his, anyways. His guarantees mean garbage to me. Yeah, nothing. They should it, anything he says shouldn't mean anything to anybody at this point. They should just. They're not going to remove him. I, I guarantee you they're not going to remove him. But they should remove him from his, his position. Yep. They should find somebody else who has the guts to stand up to the players' union and say, no, we're going to do this. We're going to enact these rules to improve the game. I'm not even, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. No. Because I know a whole, I know what, other show, yeah. I know what we need to improve this game uh, on the field. We're not there yet because we can't agree to get on to the field. Well, hey, here's, here's what we'll do. The day that they finally come out and say there won't be a baseball season, well, the, the, the very next episode we do, you and I will, you and I will have each a breakdown of the five or ten things they need to do to actually improve the game to bring it to current times. Five or ten? Well, you, it can't be a six-hour show. I mean, I, fair point. I'm just, I mean, it could I'm be, just but even, saying. It could be, but even I'd go take a nap and just come back and edit it when you were done talking. I understand. All right. You good? I, Anything else? I, I want the I want the game to be better. Yeah, same I here. want the game to be a product that I can be proud to watch and not turn on in the background and just do something else. Like that's that's how I treat baseball right now. Yeah. I, I yeah. turn it on if 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 I turn it on, I turn it on and I'm doing something else. I remember, I remember being glued to the TV when I was a kid, even a teenager. Watching We're glued to the game. TV when when O four was going on. Yep. We watched 30 hours of base. 30 hours? A lot. Close. Those Red Sox-Yankees games? Yeah. Glued. That's, that's probably two games, honestly. 30 hours, yeah. Glued. And I don't know if I can get through one game where they're facing the race. Yeah. It's um, it's a shame. I don't, I don't uh, you know, it, enjoy your enjoy your hockey. Enjoy your basketball. Enjoy your football when it comes around because you know damn well they'll find a way to play no matter what's going on. Uh, baseball, death. truthfully, and this is going to sound dramatic, but just how I feel, baseball doesn't care about their fans. And that's been pretty evident by the way they've all been acting. So I don't really see any reason why the fans should care back, truthfully. If there's one way to, if there's one way to have a sport understand how much the players care uh, the, not the players the fans care about the sport you know what you do you you drop their viewership on on TV by not watching you drop their listenership on radio by not listening and here's the bigger impact don't waste your money at a stadium that's falling apart that's in a busy town that will not they will not fix it and they will not relocate it to a, a more appealing part and when i say appealing i mean open you can do more in that area you can you can have it so it's not so compact and then when you walk into the stadium not feel like your entire bank account is going to get depleted before you sit down in your seat well it does just buying the tickets if you're going to fenway right but. And that's well, well, and, and that's and that's how you that's how you hit them. Yeah. 
by not going to the game. Fans speak with their wallets. That's that's how it goes. I mean, it's not all yelling and cheering. It's your your, your biggest voice you have as a fan is with your wallet and your bank account. So, which is, which is why in New England, I, I I treat New England as as all six states, not just Massachusetts. That's why in New England, because New England is all six states, right? But I mean, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get to the point I was trying to make. You must have gotten an A in geography, at least a B plus. C minus, but we won't go there. All right, all right. Um, the point I'm trying to make is is why Robert Kraft, and I, we've said this before, Robert Kraft is thought of a thousand times more than John Henry. Yeah. A thousand times more. If not more. And if, <laughs> if you knew higher. the history of the Jacobs family, and I told you the Jacobs family is thought higher of the Henry Warner ownership. Yeah. And if you knew the history of how cheap they were in the 90s, in the 80s, you would be like, you'd be astonished. I won't get into the Celtics ones because they don't own the garden. Right. But I'll leave it at that. Well, I think we dug up some good topics for future episodes here. Some sore spots with baseball in general. But as for this episode, that is going to do it for us. And if you would like to comment on any of our topics or have any questions for Ben or I, we would love to hear from you. And Ben, where can they do that? Uh, they can hit us up on Facebook. That's Ben and Chris Talk Sports. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. That's BCTSPod. And as I've said before, BCTSPod.com coming very soon. We'll have more details on that in the coming weeks. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. I know I'm actually starting to get to the point where I'm enjoying designing it. So All right. It's uh, cool. I finally figured out what I'm doing. I'm not just like a chimpanzee trying to do division. Which, you know, taking the sneakers off, counting toes and fingers and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's quite a sight. <laughs> but that is going to do it for this episode. We appreciate each and every one of you listening. Thank you very much. For Ben, I am Chris. We ask that you please stay safe and stay healthy. We will see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.